they'll slander you. They'll uh, will make you. Uh, they'll they'll want to make fun of you. I mean, somehow it'll bring persecution on your life. Standing for the Lord will bring persecution. The other title I had was rejection to the truth of the Lord will bring punishment. And then the last one is, what would you have done? Uh, we'll be looking here in Acts chapter six. It's it's uh, should. Trying to get away from a lot of reading. There's a chapter six and seven, both, but uh, we're gonna start in six and just see where the Lord takes it. Uh, let Him have control. This is uh, I'm, it's a familiar story. This is uh, with Stephen. Uh, Stephen, uh, he was one of the he was the one of the first. I mean, he was the uh, first martyr for Christ. He was the first one to, that was persecuted and and killed, and you know you know was was uh, I know I know he was a preacher. He was I mean he he was one that proclaimed the Lord. But you know what he was? He was an appointed deacon, is what he was. Nowadays you can't get a deacon to come to church, much less preach a gospel somewhere, share the gospel with somebody. But uh, you know, uh, but he—that was the one that, that took the stand, you know, for the Lord. And uh, but if you will, we'll stand for the reading of the Word of God, Acts chapter six. We're gonna get down to some words here. I'm gonna try to pronounce. It's uh, two of them's mentioned, even in the next scriptures. You'll see where where Philip's mentioned, but uh, this this time it's Stephen. But uh, and then some of these other fellows they. They they wouldn't mention much no more in the Bible. They their names is hard to pronounce. Don't Philip and Stephen. They pretty easy, you know. But uh, some of these other ones, they're, they're. But bear with me as I read their names. But starting in in verse number one of chapter six, and in those days when the number of the disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmur, a murmuring of the Grecians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in daily ministrations. Then the twelve called the multitude of the disciples unto them and said, It is not reason that we should leave the word of God and serve tables. Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among you seven men of honest report, Full of the Holy Ghost, boy. This right here's some things that we overlook nowadays. When uh, you call for people, to, you know, call deacons and different ones, you know, in the church, th these things is overlooked. We, uh, they, whoever can get the most votes today is who it is. It ain't who's full of the Holy Ghost and of good report. It's who can, who, who's got the most persuasion in the church. <clears throat> Says here. Uh, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this business. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry of the word. And the saying pleased the whole multitude, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Ghost, and Philip in Protratus, and Nicator, and Timon, and Permesus, and Nicolaus, a proselyte of Antioch. And they sat before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid their hands on them. And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples, the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of priests was obedient to the faith. And Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. And there arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of the Libertarians and the Satarians and the Alexandrians, and they of Sicily and of Asia, disputing with Stephen. And they were not able to resist the wisdom of the spirit by which he spake. 
then they, uh, then they stubborn men, which said, We have heard him speak, please, uh, speak blaspheming words against Moses and against God. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and came unto him and caught him and brought him to the council and set up false witnesses which said, This man ceases not to speak blasphemous words against this holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs of Moses, which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looked steadfastly on him, saw his face, and it had been the face of an angel. Uncle Dwayne, would you pray? Amen. We're reading this right here, but we, uh, what we want to focus at is in chapter number 7. But uh, this right here is to set up where the Stephen was, was one of the people already knew that he was a faithful man. I mean, he amongst the, a crowd, he lived his life every day. You know what, you know what it was? They, they seen the, the inward of Stephen on his outside. They seen, they seen how he really believed and loved the Lord on the inside, and it reflected on the outside. See, most people today, it's, it's still the same way. But see, most people try to cover up their outside to reflect the inside. And what that does is, but that person can only be, uh, that, that person will never be instant in season and out of season. You know, a, a person that's true to God, a person that's true, they're they going to do it, they're going to do it in front of you, and they're going to do it when they're away from you. That's what a true person of God will do. Now, a, a, a person that, that professed to be of God or any of these things, then, then they're always, they, they always have a different attitude when they're around different, different people. However, the, the, the people act, that's how they act. See, old, old, old Stephen, even whenever they started accusing him, see, he started off. The people already had said, hey, you know, he was the first one chosen. Boy, I tell you what, how would it be for, for in the church, they say, boy, we need, we need a man of God to step up. We need a man to step up to, be, to help in the church and this and that. And, they said, and several of the people said, well, you know, let, let's get together. And, and, and the very first person was you that they chose. I'm gonna tell you this: you had you had a you had a strong influence on that church. You did. That person would have, because I tell you this: if they choose them for the right reasons, see, he said, for full of hey, full of the Holy Ghost, wisdom. Well, what happens today is how people are chosen today, mostly in the church, is right opposite of that. It's who has the who has the most money sometimes, who has the most prestige, who has the, the, the biggest family, who has this and that. See, see, that's what's happened. You know, this was the first church right here. The church had just been established, and they already had problems in it. How much further we've gone today. This was 2,000 years ago. They had problems in the church. But yet they had a man that they appointed and he had the power of God on him. Boy, I tell you what, the, pro the church had problems in this day, but they also had men of God that was real too. And today we just about ain't got, hey, the powers dwindled down and the men of God have dwindled down. Hey, I ain't leaving the women out. Hey, hey, hey there, there, there used to be some women of God too. I ain't saying that there ain't some still today. But I can tell you this. Hey, as time goes on, sin gets stronger. The power of Satan gets stronger throughout time. 
Boy, you look at the, they already right there at church. They, the, the church just been established. Bible says they adding thousands daily. Adding thousands daily. And you know what happens? Two group of people start arguing and start murmuring because our women's getting forsaken. They hey, their, their table didn't get cleaned over there. And boy, I tell you what, hey, right, hey the, these men of God, these disciples, they, they turn around and say, look, hey, I'll tell you what to do. First, let's pray. We, what we don't need to do is we don't need to take away from the men of God from their studying, their praying to go out there and wait tables out there for the people. We don't need to do that, so let's pray and seek God and find twelve, uh, seven men of faith, of wisdom, full of the Holy Ghost. Boy, I tell you what, what would happen today if we marched from church to church today in Stone County? Hey, we got down there around Gulfport, went church to church to Hattiesburg, going church to church, trying to find seven men full of the Holy Ghost, and full of power and wisdom. You know what? That's some sold out people for God. Most people don't get sold out no more. Preachers don't get sold out for God no more. What we do is we, 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 we sell out just enough we sell out just enough to try to please God. And the rest of it we try to hang on to for ourselves. To be able to do our own little thing. I know somebody had sent me something. And boy, I tell you, this is so discouraging. It's so discouraging. Um, and I tell you this. I hope, I hope we don't get caught up in this junk that so many people have sent out stuff saying, I'll tell you this, I'll stand for God when all hell comes against this earth. I'll stand for God. And the same people that send that stuff out is sitting at the house because they're scared of a virus. Now I'm going to tell you something. Let's, look, I, I, that's just some common sense there. That's just common sense to say, boy, I tell you what, every church has dwindled down. And, but every one of them that's normally sitting at the house said, wait, I'll stand for God come hell or high water. But I'm going to do it at my house. Boy, I tell you what, God forbid how ridiculous we sound sometimes. I mean ridiculous. See, he's a, he, he, he was chosen. He was one of the 12. You remember Philip? You remember Philip? Philip was the one that you get over in chapter 8. He's the one that gets to witnessing to a man, and he gets saved, that eunuch. You remember? You remember that the other Bibles take out some scriptures that says when he says, what must I do to be saved? Other Bibles besides the King James Version, I don't know which all one does. I know the NIV does. It says uh, that they immediately they stopped and baptized him. He said, what must I do to be saved? King James Version says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. That's a very important scripture to not have a footnote at the bottom of your Bible. Now that's Philip. Philip and Stephen, that's two of these men that has been chosen at the first church, the early church, to spread the word. I mean, hey, they, they'd be a blessing. They, you know what they was doing? They was doing things for God. Nowadays when people get appointed in the church, just look at me. Look at me what I am now. Boy, I tell you, watch what we just become. When you become a, a, a leadership in a church house, you just become, hey, as a servant, mainly to the Holy God. That's the one you're supposed to be a servant to. I tell you this, what, hey, what if we all got restitution for being a servant to God? How good of a servant have we been? Most of us wouldn't get nothing. Boy, that's just extra right there. You'll get that later on. 
<clears throat> Wherefore, look out you seven men of honest report. Let's look, to, let's look this morning. Let's look this morning. I want us to look at ourselves. Let's look for seven men of an honest report in the church today. Let's look for seven men full of the Holy Ghost. You know what that means? Hey, that mean, first it means saved. You can't have the Holy Ghost unless you've been born again. But then I'll tell you this, once there is a, there is a, 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 a point, the Bible says there's a well within you as living waters coming forth. That is the Holy Spirit. That's evidence. That's, that's uh, something seen in your life. And wisdom, wisdom. Most men and women today have a lot of earthly wisdom. We do. We have a lot of earthly wisdom, but we don't have wisdom of God. You say, well, what, what do you mean by that? I, I, I know what the Word of God says. No, we don't, because if we did, we would do it. Because we know what the outcome is of not doing His Word and His will. There's a punishment that comes. Most of us overlook that to fulfill our own will. He says in... Uh, we're going to skip that verse with them words, them people's name. And I can tell you this, I, I've practiced and practiced, and when I get up here, they all just look like, like Chinese to me. <clears throat> Who they set before the apostles, and when they had prayed, they laid hands on them. They, when they laid hands on them, they didn't give them no power. No power from them overflowed onto this other one. That's where things has got so much change today. There ain't no power went from one man's hands onto another. They was just showing uh, 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 an outward appearance that they approved of these men. And they prayed for them and blessed them. They ordained them. See, that's what they, there's a lot of people today think if they can get somebody's hands on them, They'll get some power from them. That don't work. That power comes from God. That power, hey, hey, that, that, ho that holy wisdom comes from a holy God. And he says right here, and he says, And the word of God increased, and the number of the disciples multiplied in Jerusalem greatly. And a great company of priests were obedient to the faith. Boy, I tell you this, if the church will do what God said do, he will bless and multiply. He will. You know why? Because he's bound by his own word. If, if we'll just do what he says do, hey, hey, you say, well, are you going to bless us in a lot of number? No, I tell you this, I'd rather get uh, blessed uh, multiplied spiritually way before number. I ain't going to say that I don't want, I wouldn't, anybody in their right mind would love to see the church packed out. But I can tell you this, a packed out church a lot of times has a bunch of packed out problems. A bunch of people murmuring and complaining and people can't even, can't even understand how the presence of God can't be there because you got this group of fighting this group. Boy, I'd rather be in a church where there's unity and love says right here, and, and the word of God increased. Boy, I tell you, that's what we better be increasing. That's why I fall short. Boy, it's bothered me this morning. Boy, I don't pray like I should. I don't read the Bible like I should. Then so oftentimes what we do is we get in there and act like we're trying to cram for a, for a, for a test, trying to hurry up and study. Then you pray and wonder why God won't, speak to your heart or open your mind and understand what you're supposed to preach and you come out not even knowing for sure what it is. It's because you ain't followed God's word all week and I'm talking to myself. Then we wonder why it seems like the presence of God ain't in a place. What have we done to bring it here? 
and Stephen, full of faith and power, did great wonders and miracles among the people. Boy, they seen, they, they say, hey, people will see the power of God on your life if you got it. They will. Hey, other people will see it. You know why, you know why they'll see it? Not to elevate you nor me, but to promote Jesus Christ. That's, the, that's what we get mixed up so oftentimes. It's all about trying to promote myself. God, uh, boy, I've even caught myself. God, I want to be able to preach in power and demonstration that they can see your power, God. But then oftentimes I wonder if it was just because I wanted somebody to brag on me instead of bragging on the holy God. There arose certain of the synagogue, which is called the synagogue of libertarians. Boy, I tell you what, they're still them libertarians. They still there today. Hey, the, the uh, uh, Serenians, Alexandrians. Boy, that's all, that's all these different groups that had their own uh, 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 way of thinking outside of God's. They had their own way of trying to, uh, they, uh, their wisdom wasn't God's wisdom. And their wisdom oftentimes was, was, uh, was superior. You know what that happened? Whenever they started rising up, they started disputing with Stephen. Boy, I tell you what, you take a stand for God. You take a stand for God, and you're going to have people, you're going to have people want to dispute you and find things. They want to pick apart the things. Boy, I was listening to old Brother Percy Ray there yesterday out there doing some stuff. I got a speaker. I took it out there. I was putting some stuff up on the wall to block the shade coming in there. And, and uh, I took my speaker out there. I love listening to preaching. I do. Listen to old Percy Ray. He's talking about all the ones that left the church because they got offended. I said, boy, they had the same problem back in his day as we do today. He said, I'll tell you what, they all left the church because they got offended. But if I've offended you, what's caused you to keep on doing the wrong you are doing? Oftentimes, people not offended, they was just looking for an excuse to pull out anyway. That's all they was doing. They wasn't, hey, they, they, they wasn't solely offended. They wasn't offended by, by uh, their actions. They was offended because you didn't go with what you, they, they wanted you to go with. But sometimes, see, that's where unity comes together, is when people stick with the Word of God there is unity. Because if we can, if you believe the word of God for what it says, and I believe the word of God for what it says, and the Holy Spirit's directed both of us, how can we argue unless it's material things? And material things really don't matter because they're going to burn up one day anyway. He says that, and... Uh, and they were not able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which he spake. Boy, I tell you what, even though people have problems with you, they'll be intrigued. They'll be, hey, people are intrigued by God. But see, what happens is people can't, they can't figure out God on their own. And they, let me tell you this, the only way you'll ever figure out God is through the Holy Spirit. It's the only way. You'll never comprehend God on your own. You'll never do it. Only the Holy Spirit can help us to understand exactly what he is telling us to do. And it says, and, and they uh, stubborn men, which said, we have heard him speak blasphemous words against Moses and against God. Boy, I tell you what. Let me tell you what the blaspheming words were. This is where it gets changed so often. It wasn't blaspheming words against Moses, and it wasn't blaspheming words against God. It was blaspheming words against what they thought. That's where it happens right there. 
It ain't blaspheming against God. It's blaspheming because you didn't say what I, how I feel like it is. And that's when the problem arose. And it says, and, he, and they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and come unto him and caught him and brought him to the council. Boy, they, caught, they, brought, him to, they brought him to court. Boy, I tell you what, you ever stand for God, you know what them people going to do? The ones that bring persecution, they're going to run around and stir up all the junk they can over here and over here and over here. That's all they're going to do. They're going to try to stir up stuff because they're trying to build a group because they know they can't stand by themselves because they even know what they believe don't even make no sense. So they need, hey, they need a bunch of crutches to be able to prop up on. That's the reason I believe a, a, a man or a woman of God can stand right by themselves and not need somebody else around this earth to stand with them because they've got God standing with them. That's the reason you see these old cliques and groups, they all gang up and want to cause problems and mischief. That's the reason they do it in numbers. And they stirred up the people and the elders and the scribes and come unto him and caught him and brought him unto to the council and set up now. Boy, that's what they got to do now. They're going to have to start setting up some liars. Boy, I tell you what, the Bible says the devil's a liar. Jesus even called a bunch of them a bunch. He said, you of, you of your daddy, you of your father, the devil, he's a liar. You a liar. And everybody that goes against God is a liar. And that's what he's saying right here. They set up a bunch of people to come up here and bring false accusations against Stephen. They started saying stuff. Hey, Stephen didn't even say. Stephen didn't even say some of these things. And even if he did, they took it out of context. Boy, is that still not today? I know where people have said, boy, I've said it myself. I've been up there in the mountains around up there. Boy, I tell you what, you go up there, some people seem like they love the Lord up there. Then you come down here, and boy, you just, I don't know, it just seems different. Oh, but if you say something about it, you're picking on them around here. Instead of just, hey, why don't people just get right with God? Do something for God. Everybody's all about my feelings and your feelings and this and that. Boy, I tell you what, we best be concerned about God's feelings. The Lord's feelings. He says, and they, stir, uh, and they set up false witnesses which said, This man ceases not to speak blaspheming words against the holy place and the law. Well, he, he, did Jesus not say that if you uh, destroy this temple, I'll raise it up in three days? You know, see, um, he, wasn't, he wasn't preaching blaspheming. It was just these ones that thought they were so smart didn't even realize what he was talking about. He was talking about himself. And the boy, men and women, what they'll do is they'll change it to their own understanding and promote that and try to change everything what you've said for God. He says, for, he says, for we have heard him say that Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the custom which Moses delivered us. That was the problems. They had more faith and trust in Moses than they did Jesus Christ, the son of the living God. They wanted to hold the custom, destroy the temple three days, but Jesus was speaking of his body. When he says change, hey, when he's talking about changing the law of Moses, he was simply doing what God fulfilled when Jesus come here. He changed us from the law to grace. Thank God we ain't still under the law. Most of us probably dead by now. We've done been stoned out there behind the church house. There were most every one of us. There were about three people sitting in here. And all they were doing be looking at each other with a rock in their hand. Just waiting to knock the other one out. That's what it'd be. Thank God we ain't under the law no more. We're under the, the holy grace of God. 
He says right here in, in uh, verse number 15, And as they sat in the council, looking steadfastly on him, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Boy, I tell you what, you start promoting the love of God. See, that's what he was doing. He was promoting the holy God. They was promoting themselves. They looked all dull and dried out and this and that. Boy, they looked weak and just aggravated. I believe old, uh, I believe Stephen, when he was a talking with them, I believe he had a smile on his face the whole time because I believe he, he, he might have done thought about old Job says, hey, I know who my Redeemer liveth. Hey, I know, I know, I know. And then you know what he does next is he turns around and starts giving them a history lesson in their own, in their own studies. That's what he does in verse, uh, chapter number 7, and it goes on down. But <clears throat> I'm going to read a little bit here, and I, I might skip around just due to time. And he said, and then the high priest, of, uh, are these things so? And he said, men, brother, and father. Hearken, boy, did you, you notice right here when he starts making his case, he still makes it in, the, in humility, with, uh, in love, showing respect. Boy, I tell you what, a lot of times when we get mad, all we want to do is just dog somebody else out. You dog me out, I dog you out. You dog me, I dog you until both dogs are sick and about dead. But he said, they've just accused him. He's got some people over there lying about him. he got a group over here saying all these lies about him. And he says, men, brethren, fathers, hearken. The God of glory appeared unto our father Abraham, which was in Mesopotamia, before he, he dwelt in Charan, and said unto him, Get thee out of the country from the kindred and from <clears throat> unto the land which I show, show thee. And he came out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Charan. And from thence, when his father was dead, he removed him into his land wherein we now dwell. And he gave him no, none inheritance in it, no, not so as much as his foot on. <clears throat> Yet he promised that he would give unto his possession and to a seed after him when as yet he had no child. God, God had promised Abraham. All he's doing is take him right back through the Bible. He says, hey, let's, let's start right back here at Abraham. Uh, where God promised him an inheritance. God promised him an inheritance. Abraham accepted it and didn't even have a child yet. He says, I'm going to give it to your seed. <clears throat> and he says, uh, and God spake on this wise that his seed should sojourn in a, in a strange land and as they bring them into bondage and entreat them evil 400 years. Boy, I tell you what, now what's he done? Move, he's moving on into Moses now. He's moving on into Moses. But before he gets there, he says, And the nation of whom they shall be in bondage will I judge, saith God. And after that shall they come forth and serve me in this place. And he gave him the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham begot Isaac and circumcision him on the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob. And Jacob begot the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs moved from envy, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him. Y'all remember all these stories? Y'all remember all this, this history? And he delivered him out of his afflictions and gave him favor and wisdom in the sight of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And he made him governor over Egypt and all his house. And there come a dearth over the land and there, uh, uh, in Egypt and, and Canaan. And great affliction, and our fathers found no substance. But when Jacob heard that there was corn in Egypt, he sent uh, our fathers first. And at the second time, you remember this? It's whenever Jacob sent, sent them to, uh, to Joseph, whenever the king, uh, Pharaoh had appointed him king. You remember all this? Y'all remember this? And he said, And Joseph's kindred was made known unto Pharaoh, and sent Joseph and called his father Jacob to him. And his kindred three score and fifteen souls. So Jacob went down to Egypt and died, and our fathers, 
and were carried over sacrum and, and laid in a sepulcher of Abraham bought from the sum of money from the sum of Elmor, the father of Satram. But when the time of the promise drew nigh, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew in multitude in Egypt till another king arose that knew not Joseph. The same dwelt still by, and the kindred and the evil entreated our fathers, and they cast out their young children at the end they might not live. Will you remember where this is a going? This remember whenever they started killing all the kids, all the boys. This is Moses here. In which time Moses was born and was exceeding fair and nursed up in his father's house three months. And when he was cast out, Pharaoh's daughter took him and nourished him as her own son. And Moses was learned of all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in the words and in deed. And when he was full 40 years old, it came unto his heart to visit his brethren and the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended him and avenged him, for he was oppressed and smote the Egyptian. And he supposed his brother would have understood how that God by his hand would deliver them, but they understood not. And the next day showed himself unto them, strove and, and would have set them at one again, saying, Sirs, ye are brothers, why do ye wrong one to another? But he that did his neighbor wrong thrust him away, saying, Who made thee a ruler over uh, and a judge over us? Wilt thou kill me as thou didst the Egyptian yesterday? You remember this? Now, now Moses is fixing to flee. Moses is fixing to flee, and, and he, he goes on to say, I'm going to try to hurry up and read this. I, <clears throat> and he says, And fled Moses and saying, And was a stranger in the land of uh, Mederon, and when he begot two sons, and when forty years was expired, he appeared to him in a wilderness of Mount Sinai, an angel of the Lord in a flame of fire in a bush. When Moses saw it, he wondered at the sight, and as he drew near to behold it, a voice from the Lord came unto him, saying, I am the God of thy fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. Then Moses trembled and thrust, thrust not behold. Then said the Lord unto him, Put off thy shoes from thy feet, for the place where thou standest is holy ground. I have seen, I have seen the afflictions of my people, which is in Egypt. And I have heard their groaning and come down to deliver them. And now come, I will send thee into Egypt. And Moses, uh, whom they refused, saying, Who made thee a ruler and a judge? And same did God send to be a ruler and deliver by the hand of the angel which appeared to him in the bush. He brought them out after that he had showed wonders and signs in the land of Egypt and in the Red Sea and in the wilderness 40 years. This is that Moses which said unto the children of Israel, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up you of your brother like unto me, him shall ye hear. This is he that was in the church in the wilderness. Now, let's understand this was not a part of the church in the wilderness as we would say it. Church was a congregation. It was a group of people. The church was, was not established until after Jesus come. This, I mean, but the church here is talking about a congregation. And he says, which spake him on Mount Sinai with our fathers who received the lively oracles to give unto us, to whom our fathers would not obey, but thrust him out from them, and their hearts turned back again unto into Egypt, saying unto Aaron, Make us gods to be before us. For as for this Moses which brought us out of the land of Egypt, we wrought not what is become of him. Boy, I tell you what, God raises somebody up, Helps deliver you, hey, deliver you out. And what happens? 
you want to return back. You notice they wanted to return back to Egypt's ways, but they didn't want to return back to Egypt in the wilderness. They said, hey, let's make us some golden calves. Let's make us all these things that's made with man's hands for us to worship like most do today. I don't want to go back to bondage. I don't want to go back to, to being lost. I just want to enjoy what I want to enjoy and yet be a child of God. That's what, they, hey, boy, he was telling them, hey, hey, the truth come, the truth come, the truth come, and people started turning away from God in every generation. He says, and and they made a calf in those days in order to sacrifice unto idols and rejoiced in the words of their own hand. Boy, they thought they had did something. They made them a golden calf. <laughs> That's what we do. That's what we do most of the time. We get us some little something built up and we'll occupy our time with all that and we'll say, oh, my stars, have I not did something? Boy, look at what I've done. Look at what I've done. Look what I have to enjoy. Boy, because you know why? Because you did it yourself. And the problem is God ain't in it most of the time. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven as it is written in the book of the prophets. O ye house of Israel, have ye uh, offered to me slain beasts and sacrifices by the space of 40 years in the wilderness? Yea, ye took up the tabernacles of Moloch, and to the star of, uh, uh, of your God, Remnam, Remtham, <clears throat> figures which ye made to worship them, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Hey, I'll carry you away beyond judgment. Son, you fixing to have the heartaches from God are coming. And now he goes back to say this. Now, this is Stephen. Hey, this is Stephen. The whole time, this is Stephen speaking these words to these, these priests, these, these uh, the, the false doctrine, the, the, the Sanhedrin, all these groups, that, that say, the same ones that persecuted Jesus. He's talking with them through all this. And he says right here, verse number 44, Our fathers had the tabernacles, of witness in the wilderness and he had appointed speaking unto Moses that he should make it according to the fashion that he had seen which also our fathers that come after brought in with Jesus into the profession of the Gentiles whom God drove, drove out before the face of our fathers unto the days of David who found favor before God and desired to find a tabernacle for, for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him the house. Listen right here. Howbeit the Most High dwelleth not in temples made with hands, saith the prophet. Hey, they, in these temples that, hey, the Holy Spirit, the Holy God don't dwell in these temples that, that's made with hands. Hey, the ones that's been made of God, and that's, that's inside you and me. Pretty much right here, he said, well, how, how, he said he, we build these things for him to dwell. Heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will ye build me? <laughs> Only God can say that. Only God can say that. I am God. Heaven is my throne. Earth is my footstool. So what can we build to house God? <clears throat> Thank God he built it himself. It was within us. He said, heaven is my throne and earth is my footstool. What house will you build me, saith the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Hath not my hands made all these things? Here's where, hey, he, he, he shares the word of God through the Old Testament with all these men. And I'm sure there's women, probably kids all around there. And now the boldness of Stephen starts rising up. He, hey, he's done, he's done shared the word of God with them. And he says, boy, I tell you what, you don't say this today, you'll 
you offend them and they'll, they'll go to another church. Ye stiff-necked and uncircumcised in the hearts and ears. <laughs> you know what that means? Stiff-necked? You hard-hearted? You hard-headed? You don't believe nothing but your way? You don't listen to God? You don't turn God's direction. All the direction you turn is for your own good, for your own well-being, and your, un your uncircumcised at heart. He wasn't saying, hey, that physically they had been circumcised, but the problem is they never had that circumcision in their heart, in their ears. You remember on Wednesday nights, the Bible says, he that hath an ear, let him hear what God, what the Spirit saith unto the churches. See, uncircumcised ears can't hear what the Holy God says. Hey, them, hey th these ears that are spoken in Revelation is them blood-tipped ears. Them ears that's been, hey, on that one that's been born again. He says, ye stiff-necked, uncircumcised. The outward appearance may look good and right, but the inside is where the truth lies. Boy, let, let me say, let me read that again. The outward appearance may look good and right, but the inside is where the truth lies. He says, "Ye do always resist the Holy Ghost as your fathers did, so do you. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what, you're talking about people passing down generation to generation. Your mom and daddy didn't love God. You don't love God either. That's what he's saying to them. Thank God to have parents that's ain't faithful to God in the church house. Serving God, being instant in season, out of season. Living for the Lord. Verse number 52. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted? Hey, which of them did your, hey, did, he's, uh, Stephen's asking these men, these Sanhedrin, hey, which of, of the prophets did y'all not, your daddy, your, your daddies didn't persecute. All you're doing is doing just what your daddy said, what your daddy did. And he was listening to the devil. Which of the prophets have not your fathers persecuted, and they have slain them which showed before the coming of the just one? of whom ye have been now the betrayers and murderers. Boy, now he's starting to hit a nerve. Y'all the ones that murdered Jesus. That's what old Stephen's are saying here now. Who hath received the law by dispensation of angels and hath not kept it. Boy, y'all have heard from heaven. You've heard from heaven, but you have not applied it to your life. Listen right here. We 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 getting on. We rolling to the end. And when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. You know that could have went both ways. Conviction set in first, but you know what it brought? It brought madness instead of repentance. It says that when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart. And they gnashed on him with their teeth. Son, I tell you what, them people got mad. Now, that's also you, I've read where this was also used as an illustration where they really, really got aggravated with him and this and that. But I, I just, I can't help but believe that they were close enough that some even were so mad they started trying to bite him. I believe that. I believe they beat him. <clears throat> And it says, and when they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But listen right here. Even through all this, but he, talking about Stephen, being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God. And Jesus standing on the right hand of God. And said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. 
Boy, I tell you what, every one of them was against him. But God, the Lord Jesus himself stood up and said, I appreciate you. Hey, I appreciate you. I'm going to stand with you, Stephen. Boy, I tell you. And then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him in one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. The first encounter, the first and only encounter that, hey, you don't think that somebody's life, hey, it might be your, say, they might be on you. They might be, you might be fighting hell by the, by the handfuls. The devils are fighting you, but there's somebody over there, over there on the side of watching and see just how you respond to see that Saul soon becomes Paul and a mighty man for God. Hey, I tell you what, I believe, I believe when, when Stephen, hey, I believe when they laid them, hey, uh, Saul was the one that gave the order to kill him. But I believe whenever he says these next few words, I believe it tore Paul up. I believe conviction set in before on the road to uh, Damascus. That's just when God got a hold to him. I believe there were some things, things started pondering his heart. And he says, and cast at a young clothes at a young man's feet whose name was Saul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, saying, Lord Jesus. Receive my spirit. But listen to this very next scripture. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. He died. Boy, I tell you what. Now that is, that I, I, when I read this, that is what you call a person being possessed by the true love of God. To be able to say as them rocks hit you. People have been ridiculing you. You know you're standing for right. You're standing for God. And as them stones started coming, as it hits and hurts with a loud voice saying, God, Lord, Father, lay not this sin against their charge. I remember another one that did it. Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And he kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, saying, Lay not this sin to their charge. And when he had said this, he fell asleep. Oh, Stephen was a pretty good deacon, wasn't he? Stephen was a pretty good, uh, boy, I tell you what, he, he was a real deal. <clears throat> Amen. Rejection of the truth of the Lord will bring forth a few things here, five things. Rejection of the truth of the Lord will bring forth sin every time. Rejecting the truth of God. You say, well, I'm okay, I'm okay, I can do this, but it's okay, it's okay. You can't justify sin. Every time, rejection of the truth of the Lord will bring forth sin every time. Number two, it will bring forth envy and strife. Rejection of the truth of God's word 
will bring forth. Hey, I'm just looking at these old hypocrites, these ones that say they know God but truly don't. It brought forth sin, but it brought forth envy and strife. It'll bring, number three, rejection to the truth of the Lord will bring lies. It'll bring a many lies in your life. You'll start lying on people. You'll lie on everybody but yourself. That's what a liar will do. He lies on everybody else, but he don't lie about himself. Because them lies is to make him feel better. He's a lying to himself. Number four, rejection from the truth of the Lord will bring sorrow. It's going to bring sorrow every time. When you reject what thus saith the Lord, it will bring sorrow in your life. Number five, rejection of the truth of the Lord's word will bring punishment every time. You say, well, I tell you this, I just, I, I just, you know, I, I've, I've learned something. I've caught myself doing this sometimes, trying to justify something for somebody else. You ever done that? You try to justify something for somebody else? And boy, I tell you what, well, I know the Bible don't say a whole bunch about it. You know, that's, that's what we'll do. We'll try to justify it for other people. And you know what? See, the thing is, it don't matter what I think about it. It's what he thinks about it. The only good man, only the good man, only a good man can do uh, uh only, uh, only, the only thing a good man can do to the Lord, the only good thing that a man can do to the Lord is to honor him and do his will. That's the only good thing we can do to God is we honor him and do what he says. Can you build a house that will please God? <clears throat> or the, uh, the heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. Can you build a house that big? Last question. Last question. Which side would have you and I been on? Which side? would you have been on in this day? Which one do you think you would have been with? Let's look at five of them real fast. Comparing to today's living of your life, which category would you fit in? Would you have been the crowd would you have been the crowd that wasn't intentionally involved but out there grappling and a murmuring just causing problems? What if this was today? Which one, where, where would you be at? Would you be in the crowd? Or would you have been one of them stubborn ones that says, I tell you what, it's, it's my way. I'm on uh, this and that. But see, uh, hey, you, you best be, a, you ain't nothing wrong with being stubborn, but you better be stubborn with, with God's way. You better just be stubborn to his ways, not your ways, not my ways. <clears throat> Would you be one of the liars that they caused to get in the way? Or would you have been one of the ones that they contacted to say, hey, we need you to come over here and to cause mischief and problems? Or would you have been as one of the priests? Would you have been as one of the priests, a religious person that knew not God? Which, which crowd? We got, we got, which group of people 
would you see yourself in if you looked at it as it was happening this very day? Would you be in the crowd, one that don't really get involved, but you'll want to shout a little bit from the sidelines? Would you have been as one of the stubborn ones that says, I'll tell you this, you ain't going to change my mind. I'm going to stick with this and that. One that lies to get their ways. The priest, a, a religious, a religious but don't know God. Or would you, I mean, would you see yourself as Stephen? Would you see yourself as Stephen representing the love and the truth of God? What about Saul? Could you see yourself representing him? One standing by instigating. Boy, there's some of them in the church. They stand by and instigating. Hey, they're intelligent to the world, but they don't know the Lord. That's what old Saul was doing. He was intelligent to the world's doctrine. But he wasn't intelligent to God's doctrine. There's a big difference. Which one would you think your life would represent the most? I think most of us, most of the time, would represent the one, would be like that crowd over there. We don't want to get involved. We don't want to get involved. We just want to stay out a little bit and shout in distance. So whichever one best suits our wants is the ones that we'll shout for the most. Instead of just saying, hey, hey, God needs some people. God, he don't need, he wants some people that'll stand up for him and say, I'm going to stand for the Lord. Come hell or high waters. Uh, I, I can't help but simply think about this, that all this today. See, the, the mindset of people is, is, is so much different than them days. Whenever they said they'd take a stand for God, they stood for God. Today's people say, I'll stand for God as long as it's fine with my circumstances. <laughs> Boy, I tell you what. I, I, I'm just so oftentimes I think about these things how people how, how our God would look at our lives and say this boy he professes to he's going to take a stand for me that's what he puts all out there in the media but he ain't been to church in six months but he loves me boy I tell you what I, I'm, I, I, you're going to catch me one day. I don't really look at it because I tell Key I, I won't get aggravated. <clears throat> but I, I do that messenger. People send me stuff. But that Facebook, I just want to. But it, then, it, then they'd say, well, Lance, you're judging. Hey, I know I'm the sorriest of the sorries. I know that. <clears throat> and people could judge me too. But just go down through there reading people's posts saying, liar. You might be telling the truth. Liar. Liar. You're a liar. I love the Lord, and I tell you this, I'm going to stand for God. Ain't been in church in three months and sitting around scared to death. Uh, boy, I, uh, somebody sent me something, and we're just going to close with this real fast. I know this is getting a little bit of towards some of the stuff that's going around. But them same people that says, I tell you this, I won't take the mark of the beast. I ain't going, hey, I ain't going to take that chip in my hand and in my, my, that's the same people that, hey, boy, you think about how easy it was to get, what if that chip would have been in the mask? Boy, I tell you what, hey, we best be representing God in God's word. Hey, and, and hey, that he is the final authority. And we should not be going around in fear. I tell you, I want to be more like Stephen. 
I want to be one that I tell you this, people come up there and start ridiculing you, start talking about you like a dog. You could smile in their face. And not, uh, most of us would smile being sarcastic. I ain't talking about being sarcastic. I'm talking about smiling with true joy in your heart. You remember when they, these disciples, whenever they got released from prison, there one time, they come out of shouting, praising the Lord. They said, boy, y'all been in prison. What, what y'all so excited about? They was glorifying God that they was held accountable to take us stripes for the cause of Christ. They were, they were happy. And today, boy, you say something, a little something about somebody and they get offended and they want to destroy you, your family, and everybody else. Boy, I tell you what, I think it's time for us to get some, some more Stephens. Hey, get some more Phillips. Hey, to get some more ones that are stand with God. And I can tell you this. Uh, well, I ain't going to say that. But uh, if you will, let's stand.